What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. Mojo will be with us in just a few minutes, but we are joined by the new UFC bantamweight champion. This guy, he's been one of the biggest stars in uh, in all of MMA for a long time. Now this man is the champion, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sean, brother, congratulations. How you feeling, man? Uh, four or five days later, brother. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. it. You know, honestly, it just feels... I always kind of felt like the champ. I always had that uh, that that mindset as as a champ. I've I've been making money like a champ. I've been you know getting opportunities and interviews and living the champ lifestyle yeah. for a while. So to be honest, it just feels feels similar. Feels the same. Feels you know good. Definitely feels good. But uh, nothing crazy. You know, maybe it's still kind of settling in. The boys are going out Saturday night for a proper celebration. That's so nice. uh, I'm gonna be holding the belt up every other song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. How has life changed? Because like you said, Sean, you were already an absolute superstar. That's undeniable. How has life changed? Um, Definitely. You know, I was, like I said, it's kind of everything. I kind of had everything-ish before, yeah. before champ status. So nothing really, you know, definitely getting recognized way more in public by like wow. random people you wouldn't think were fight right, fans like right you know like like the casuals that don't watch the fights watch that fight and uh that that's been different everywhere i go you know like older older guys older women are just you know geeking out over me right. you're not and a ufc uh, star you're just a star now period i've transcended that yeah. little uh the sports into just you know a, a celebrity i feel like you think it was more sweet winning like that sean as opposed to if it would have went to the cards and uh, you know, a uh, unanimous decision, Sean O'Malley, new champ. Was it was it more was it better that way to have that explode that that huge moment? Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Every single fight I would get into, I would prefer uh, prefer a, a KO, a finish, yeah. um, even over a submission. Submission would have been crazy, too, because Aljamain's a great grappler and stuff. But yeah, yeah I mean, the people want to see a, a KO. That's where the casuals we'll start getting interested in, in, in the rent. like Connor was knocking people out. I'm knocking yeah. people out. So you kind of, you know, people want to see knockouts. That's just, it, it is what it is. You know, Sean, people, you brought up Connor, made me think of him. I, you've heard a lot of people saying, Hey, Sean is the the next Connor putting fighting style aside, just the, the level of stardom though. Is that where you see yourself going? Yeah. I mean, you can watch interviews before I was even in the UFC or the contender series. I said, I want to be, I want to be as big as Connor. And obviously nothing against Connor. That's just kind of, you know, where the, where the line's at up there. Right. He's, the, he's the best one to ever do it. He's the biggest one to ever do it. So when I say I want to be bigger than Connor, it's nothing against Connor. Right. I am probably the biggest Connor fan. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's never anything against Connor. People like to compare it in that way. But, you know, it's just the, that's where the line's at. I want to, you know, I want to go, like go above It feels that. like a compliment to me to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, everyone wants to always know about what's next. Uh, obviously, in the, inside the octagon, you said, hey, you know, Cheeto, I want to make that right. Is, is that still where you are? I know afterwards you said, hey, Cheeto, you know, sort of watch your mouth or I'll fight somebody else. Where are you at right now, Sean? And who do you want next as we sit here and talk? Yeah, and I was serious about that. Cheeto was acting like he he earned a title shot. He's acting like he's, he's I think he even tweeted that he was the most exciting bantamweight, which is just bonkers. I don't even know where he's, you know, I don't know how he sees that but yeah 
know, he, he needs to settle down a little bit because I do have options, you know. Henry, I pretend like that's an option. Realistically, it's not. He lost his last fight. Um, yep. Alexander Pantoja, the 25-pound champ, throwing my name out there a little bit. That's an option. Um, you know, Marab's an option. I might just wait for Corey if Cheeto's going to act like he earned a title shot instead of saying, you know what, Sugar, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I didn't deserve it. I don't earn, I didn't earn it. But I appreciate you giving me that. If he if he came up, you know, came at it like that, yeah, you know, I would I would think about it more. But the fact that he's tweeting like, you know, I earned that and stuff, it's like ew, throwing me off a little bit. So I got options. I'm not too worried about it. We'll see. It, it really just depends on how my body's feeling and what UFC's plan is. I'm gonna go to Vegas here soon and talk uh, talk with them. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. My life's good. My my relationships, my family, everything's good. So. That's all that really You matters. had the whole family in there with you, too, in the octagon after. That was pretty cool. I've never seen you do that before. That was awesome. Yeah, they, don't, they only do that for, for, for moments like that. They right, for the big don't ones? They do that just for any fight. And, yeah, to have my mom, my dad, sister, both brothers in there. Uncle Emron was in there. So, hey. Yeah, yeah, that was – to have everyone in there after the fight was – still feels kind of like a dream. It's like that moment Dana wrapping that belt around. He said, kid, you have no idea how much money you're going to make. Is that what he said to you afterwards? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) He did. That's exactly what he said. said, Oh, I do. How many people have hit you up or companies have hit you and your people up so far, Sean, with uh, wanting to work with you? Um, You know, definitely. I mean, I've been getting hit up always before fights and all that stuff. But right now, I mean, we're pretty solid with with what we got. You know, you don't want to be you don't want to do too much. Right. Uh, so right now, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm pretty much locked in. I haven't signed any new deals after the fight. I did a lot of stuff before the fight. Um, Cause you know, a lot of companies, you know, a lot of companies believe in me. Signed a new deal with rise fuel. You know, I got, got the nice. happy dad, you know that. Yes, sir. You know, you got that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, uh, nothing right now, you know, but I'm very happy with how uh, everything's playing you out. Think you, you think, I, I'll get you out of here on this, Sean. Do you think you do like acting? I'm sure you're going to have people who want you to be in movies and music videos and, and all of that stuff. But, or, or right now, is it, hey, I want to still concentrate on fighting and I'll do that later? Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I already got, I, I got offered an acting role, a decent one, in, uh, wow. before the fight uh, to film after the fight. And uh, we said, I was like, I don't know how the fight's going to play out. And uh, so I turned it down. It was a decent, it was a pretty big one, but really, you know, I just, right now, my, my main focus is to get healthy and get back in there, sell pay-per-views and just do, do redo everything that just happened. That's what I want to do. I want to go out there and knock a couple more people out. John, it's been amazing to watch you, man, from, uh, from, I think when we all saw you first on the contender series, obviously know all the work you even put in before then. It's been incredible to watch brother. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Absolutely awesome, and uh, you know, I, I wish you the absolute best. Boom, appreciate it. It's Mike and Mojo. Mojo, uh, just absolutely terrible news, horrific news coming out of the wrestling world uh, on Thursday. Someone, Mojo, and uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I really want to hear from you here, Mojo, because I know this was someone that was your personal friend, the man that the WWE universe knew as Bray Wyatt has passed away at the age of 36 years old. 
uh, this guy. And uh, I know all you wrestling fans out there obviously uh, are very well uh, aware of Bray and just how great he was. I mean, you're talking about a WWE champion, a two-time Universal champion, a two-time tag team champion. I mean, there's nothing that Bray Wyatt didn't win. And Mojo, uh, and tell me if I'm off base here, but I, I don't know of uh, many people, if anybody, better behind the mic than Bray Wyatt. And obviously it wasn't just his mic skills because uh, he was a very physically imposing man and uh, somebody that came from, uh, you know, a third generation wrestler. And it's just a tragedy, Mojo. We don't know too much right now about what happened, but we do know that uh, that Bray is gone way too soon. Yeah, uh, this this came as a big shock yesterday. Definitely didn't see this coming. Uh, the rest of us, we all just assumed that he was getting ready to make his return on WWE TV, and then, you know, this happened, and it's just absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, Bray was just such a very close personal friend of mine, someone that I traveled city to city, country to country with for years on the road, some of the best times of my entire career. I mean, you talk about Bray Wyatt, the performer, and he is absolutely the most creative, original performer I've ever met in my entire life. The things that he did in the ring were things that only Wyndham could have pulled off. No one else could have done that. He, he was just incredible in every single way, but even Bray Wyatt just didn't hold a candle to who Wyndham Rotunda was as a person. I mean, this was somebody that the locker room desperately needed. Wrestling's a very weird business. It's not, it's not like football. It's not like basketball. It's not a team sport. You know, everyone succeeds or fails by their own accord. So because of that, it gets extremely cutthroat. Everybody looking out for their own personal interests, willing to stab each other in the back. And you just see so much of that throughout your career and it's the worst but Wyndham Wyndham was one that brought us together that showed us a better better way that always was good for a laugh in the locker room building everyone up when when people made mistakes especially the newer guys everyone else was so quick to condemn or abandon these people Wyndham would never do that Wyndham always explained to them how they made a mistake showed them a better way and brought out the best of them and there are careers right now of some of the top names in WWE that are only there because Wyndham gave them that shot and gave them that chance to succeed and just to see and hear what happened it's it's, it's heartbreaking. It has the entire community in, in shock. Everyone doesn't really know how to handle it. Um, but it has been awesome to see just the support, everybody reaching out, um, sharing great stories about Wyndham. This just happened. Everyone's grieving in their own, in their own unique ways. But our thoughts and prayers are with JoJo and his four children. And... Um, this this one hurts, Babcock. This was a tough one. For Mojo sure. wasn't, and um, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh, you you had a relationship with Mike Rotunda, right? Who of course was Wyndham Wyndham Rotunda's dad, a Hall of Fame wrestler in his own right, and and he actually sort of shepherded you into WWE, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Babcock. I mean. I would not have had a career at all, not a single day in a ring if it wasn't for this family right wow. here. Mike Rotunda gave me my shot, you know. He, he was my way in. I, I got to meet with him, and, and he vouched for me and, and put, his, put my name out there, and I was able to, to get a contract. And then waiting on the other side of that contract, 
was Wyndham, one of my first friends with the company, somebody that was just very close to me for, for a very long time. And yeah, I mean, it's no stretch in any kind of way to say I owe my entire career to this family. It's Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Donald Trump, uh, newsflash. I know the entire world has been talking about this, but Donald Trump was booked and arrested yesterday in Georgia, in Fulton County, of course. Uh, you saw the mugshot right there, Mojo. Probably ends up being the most looked at photograph of all time. But, Mojo, um, also some people talking about Donald Trump's height and weight. So he went through the booking process just like any other inmate would do, despite the fact that this man was once the president of the United States and very well might be again in 2024. But Mojo got the booking photo taken and uh, Donald Trump is listed at six foot three inches tall and 215 pounds. Now, Mojo, you've got a lot of people who have said, hey, I think that Donald Trump is probably a little bit heavier. Mojo, if he is six foot three inches tall, 215, if this whole election thing doesn't work out next year, perhaps he's got a future in the National Football League because we have got some guys who, would you know, are the same exact alleged size as the former president, Mojo. So let's see here uh, whether or not we actually believe Trump is, is only 215 pounds. Derek Carr, the uh, quarterback, former Raiders star, now moved on uh, to New Orleans. <laughs> he is six foot three inches tall 215 pounds now mojo lamar jackson six foot two inches tall 215 pounds as well joe burrow a little bit taller than don 215 pounds mojo aaron Rodgers, the great jets quarterback six foot two inches tall 223 i don't know mojo I get the feeling that uh, Donald Trump probably weighs more than Aaron Rodgers does. Uh, and last but not least, of course, Patrick Mahomes, uh, much like Aaron Rodgers, six foot two inches tall and 225 pounds. Mojo, we've seen those photographs. We've now compared them. Are you buying what Trump is uh, is selling us here? Or do you think maybe he he took a few pounds off of uh, off of the old uh, total weight there? I think that whatever scale Donald Trump was standing on during that weigh-in will be this year's number one top Christmas <laughs> gift seller <laughs> this year. There's going to be people all over the country trying to track down that scale for their <laughs> homes. Uh, no, I'm not buying it. But what I'm loving about this is that the former president of the United States of America was arrested and yeah. people are talking less about that. <laughs> people are talking less about that mugshot, which by the way, Look looks like a mugshot that you'd use for a football team, right. by the way. Do you like, think this he practiced is... that? Did he practice that face? I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes, for sure. He was prepared <laughs> for this photo op. This was gonna be the most important photo op of his entire career. I yeah. can just see that screen right there, that mugshot on Monday Night Football every single week, <laughs> probably playing quarterback. I mean, since we're comparing him to so many quarterbacks here, I mean, the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers weigh more than the former yeah. president. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm buying it. <laughs> I guess, I mean, it's 
it's possible. Yeah. I'll say what. He, he, does, he, he does look like, to me at least, that he might have lost a few pounds. I'll be honest. I had 215. Look, I'm like 5'10". I think I weigh probably like 190-ish. I don't think that he's only 20 pounds heavier than me, Mojo. I just, I can't see it. I'm not buying it. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, the legendary Kobe Bryant will be immortalized outside of the Crypto.com arena where he led the LA Lakers to four NBA championships. This is uh, amazing news, uh, not just Lakers fans excited, uh, the entire NBA pumped over this very deserving honor. Vanessa Bryant going to tell us just exactly what the plans are next on TMZ Sports. Hi everyone. As you know, Kobe played his entire 20-year NBA career as a Los Angeles Laker. Since arriving in the city and joining the Lakers organization, he felt at home here, playing in the City of Angels. On behalf of the Lakers, my daughters and me, I'm so honored that right in the center of Los Angeles, in front of the place known as the house that Kobe built, we are going to unveil his statue so that his legacy can be celebrated forever. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock, Mojo Mutati, and our guy, Ben Royer. Ben uh, is uh, our sports intern today. Sadly, is uh, Ben's last day. So we had to have him come on here because Ben is an LA guy his entire life. And uh, he's a big time Lakers fan. So I, I think, guys, this is something that we knew was going to happen. Obviously, Kobe Bryant tragically dies in 2020. And uh, you know, with the with the four championships and everything that uh, Kobe accomplished, I think it was only a matter of time before he got the statue. But now we actually know the date. Uh, it's going to be February eighth, twenty twenty four. Of course, two was Gigi, uh, Kobe's uh, daughter, who tragically lost her life, and of course, eight and twenty four guys, uh, Kobe's two numbers and. You're going to have that really awesome statue that's going to join the likes of Magic Johnson and Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Of course, you're going to have Kobe's statue now join the likes of Magic Johnson right there and, of course, Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, this was a long time coming and, again, something we knew was going to happen. But pretty exciting, Ben, right, for, uh, for a big-time Lakers guy. Yeah, I mean, is there an athlete more synonymous with Los Angeles than Kobe Bryant? I don't think so. No. Um, I remember in 2008 2009, I was five and six years old and my Lakers fandom was at an all-time high. And that's crazy to say because I'm 20 years old and that was when I felt most connected. Those Kobe teams really built my sports fandom, built my Lakers fandom. And I just think that Kobe is so deserving of this. Um, of course, it's so tragic what happened to him and Gigi and the rest of the families affected in the helicopter crash. However, I would love to see Gigi involved some way in this statue. I think that it would be the perfect opportunity for the Lakers organization, the NBA, and then LA Live and Crypto.com Arena to really honor the Bryant family with this beautiful statue. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that the event is going to be one of the biggest yeah. sports events in Los Angeles history, probably the equivalent of a championship parade. It's just going to be a great celebration, a great celebration of life for um, the lost lives of Kobe and Gigi. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool, too. And I think they have, of, of course, uh, with the February, they have, uh, you know, a little ode to or a nod to Gigi. But, yeah, I, I'd like to see her be a part of the statue, too, in some way. I, I think normally it's it's the players and it's them doing, you know, with Shaq, for instance, it's him doing this big two-handed dunk. But I think um, 
you know, with what happened and, and how tragic that whole accident was, it would be pretty cool to see Gigi, to have her have a, a, a bit of a statue there too. That that would be uh, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it, Mojo? If you can get your child on there with yeah. you, I mean, this is something that could make even that even better. Um, not sure there's more. any of those anywhere else, so this would be something very unique and very special, and I think it's uh, something the Lakers should absolutely do. Yeah, absolutely could not agree more. Now, Ben, obviously, uh, we've said is a big-time L.A. guy, big-time Lakers guy. Also, though, Ben, uh, you love, love, love the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. They're, that's not like a photocopy. That's Ben. He has a, a twin brother as well. <laughs> uh, so that's why there's two of Ben's. And, man, look, with the, uh, with the, with the greatest broadcaster that, we have ever, uh, that we've ever heard behind a mic, uh, there was somebody, Ben, that wanted to send a little bit of a message to you. What's going on, Ben? This is Jerry Hairston, Jr. of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I want to congratulate you on finishing up your internship there at TMZ Sports, and I want to wish you continued success at UCLA and beyond. Hope to see you soon at the Dodger game, brother. Congratulations. I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, <laughs> Jerry's my guy. Um, he's always been great to my brother and I. Um, we've done stuff with the Dodgers in the past. We interviewed Jerry at one point for a YouTube channel we had. I mean. Just such a great person, great representative of Sportsnet LA and the Dodgers organization. I mean, that means world, the world, guys. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. All right, fellas, we're going to get out of here. Everybody have, uh, have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Uh, we got lots of uh, big stuff, big videos, all the top stories coming to you on Monday, where it'll be the best show since today. <laughs> He said it. <laughs> he did it. <laughs>